Mom, it's good to see you. We're just getting started here for another episode of Free the Bishops podcast. We have a guest tonight. David Agron is joining us. David is a journalist who reports for multiple news outlets as a freelancer. Um, you've seen his articles appear not only in Catholic media, but also in secular media. David has a base of operations in Mexico City and a deep knowledge of Latin America. There have been some significant events uh, in the last 24 to 48 hours, and we'll be talking about that. Mom, thanks so much for joining us tonight. It's always good to be able to have this conversation with you. Thank you for inviting me. Um, why don't you get us started with a prayer? Because we need to pray right now with the significant events of the last 48 hours. Would you pray the Hail Mary, please? Of course. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Rosary Mom, it's wonderful to pray with you every day. I'm always so grateful. And David is here. Thank you for joining us, David. How is it going in Mexico City or Buenos Aires or wherever <laughs> I'm, you are? I'm back in Canada with uh, visiting family, so uh, things are good here. for you. Good for you. Um, well, I know that uh, Jan and I have monitored the news today, and we were able to uh, touch base with you briefly, David, um, just to bring our listeners up to speed. The dictatorship of Daniel Ortega and Rosario Murillo last night, Wednesday night, December 27, promoted a new head of the army. And this is a person who is well known to the opposition. Uh, he is uh, known for his repressive tactics. He's known for his repressive actions. And in the statement that was made last night, uh, the Ortega Murillo regime is going to be pushing through the Legislative Assembly new legislation, a reform of the law that eliminates the Ministry of Governance, the Ministerio de Gobernación, and elevates the Ministry of the Interior. And the Ministry of the Interior will answer to the police, which in effect makes this new police chief uh, number three in government operation after Daniel Ortega and Rosario Murillo. David, would you please explain to our listeners what a Ministry of Interior well, is in a dictatorship? Well, I'm probably the wrong person to ask, but I'll just just, just say that this, uh, as, of, as of a few minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, uh, the National Assembly did approve uh, the uh, basically the law of uh, in, law of the Interior Ministry, and as they say, quote, for uh, strengthening uh, constitutional order. Well, that's that's not exactly uh, something the regime uh, worries about. 
Uh, so the National Assembly has act has came back for an extraordinary session and rubber stamped this all. So it's, um, but basically this is the the, uh, the the government is basically saying that the objections of this, um, basically uh, executing measures necessary to guarantee secure citizen security of the state and internal order in the national and ter- uh, national territory. Uh, among the functions. Um, is basically it's uh, neutralizing i'm using the words neutralizing and ending any activity um to basically destroy or uh menos cobar so basically upset the constitutional order uh along with assuring the protection of life and physical integrity of nicaraguans uh it also just it, i'm just reading from the the statement here it also um um uh, well, basically, uh, I'll just I'll just leave it here. Uh, leave it here. But basically, uh, what to say? It's it's basically that the regime is basically try, uh, increasing its repression. Increase, you know, it's already becoming something akin to North Korea, Latin America, where there's really no room for dissent. And this is just uh, another step on that path, basically. Um, you know, going back to what what was what what was there before in the, in the 80s, um, I think other people in Nicaragua speak better, more on this to, better than I can. But basically, sure. it's it's it, you know it's it's basically shaping up for a 2024 that's uh, going to be especially repressive. Yeah, uh, Luis Canas is the name of the man who confiscated passports, uh, called the airlines to deny reentry for Nicaraguans. Uh, to come home. He's the person who's been behind denying re-entry to the police, uh, excuse me, not to the police, to the priests, right, uh, who have been out of the country for, you know, various legitimate reasons. And so it was uh, last night that he uh, got as the grand prize uh, the nomination as uh, general commissioner of the Sandinista police, which is the national police in Nicaragua. Uh, and so one of their first uh, actions among these national police was to go ahead and do a precautionary arrest, uh, is what uh, Arturo McFields calls it, a precautionary arrest of uh, Bishop, excuse me, of Monsignor Carlos Aviles, who heretofore has been the Vicar General of the Managua Archdiocese. And for our listeners who are not familiar with uh, ecclesiastical terminology, a vicar general is basically the uh, COO, the chief operations officer of a diocese, the bishop being the executive officer. So Bishop Aviles, he is a parish priest, but he's also been in administration with the Managua Archdiocese. And you've met him, or at least have talked to him, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I've spoken with him at times over the over the past, uh, I'm going to say since since at least probably, I'm going to say 2018. But uh, I'm going to say about 18 months ago, he uh, the line went cold. And uh, that was just, he, he, he said back, you know, he told me no es conveniente and that was it. Uh, I, I wasn't sure if that was just for the at the moment, but you know, obviously, other people sort of started going. You know, I started losing touch with other people at about that time as well. 
And, you know, he was always a very good, uh, very candid, uh, very uh, good at confirming events that were happening. You know, I could see something was, you know, I'd maybe see something on social media or I'd have some one person say something I could go to him and he could he could confirm things. So he was always very, very helpful. Um, and he, he also, you could sort of tell in talking with him, there was a lot of um, uh, sort of exasperation, just that, you know, he, he really wanted to just, he wanted to be a parish priest. He wanted to serve the local community, serve the, serve, serve parishioners, attend to, to um, spiritual issues. And uh, he was always being, having to deal with things such as, you know, police outside of his mass or, you know, things in the diocese such as the, uh, the, the, the attack on the, on, on the, on the cathedral and various uh, parishes that were being uh, coming under siege from, you know, police and paramilitary. So he, 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 he could just sort of tell it was, it was sort of, it was wearing on him. That was always something I always, that was always a sense that I, I, I got in talking with him, but he was also, he um, was very, very committed as well to, getting the truth out there and he was um you know he would send me always send me um statements from the uh this was the commission on um uh justice uh, the, the the what was it the justice committee that, that they had um yes the, the, uh, for the for the archdiocese and what would sort of happen is that the uh it was i i, I never understood entirely its its composition but it you know, whereas the, the the bishops' conference would sort of keep its its statements a little more cautious, and uh, same with the archdiocese, the, 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 this commission would would sort of would be more um, I don't say outspoken, but just w- w- would voice sort of concern and, and deep doubts about things that were occurring, and, and sort of be a voice, a prophetic voice, and um, you know, right around the same time as you know, we stopped speaking. Um, you know, that was when the last time one of their one of their statements came out. So, um, I, I guess I'm sort of in a, in a way a little surprised this didn't happen sooner. Um, sure. You know, basically given, but given what's happening, but it, it does appear that. Um, well, you know, you have to wonder what's coming next. I mean, at, at you know, what at what point does uh, you know is this Arturo McField's you know, told me a while ago, he, he was, at what point does the government start having more controls, things like, you know, what, what is, what is pre, what, 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 uh, priests can, uh, preach in their, in, in, during mass or what, what can be said. And so it's, it's, it, seems well, like, well, it seems like we're getting to that point. Rosary mom and I were talking last evening about the fact, uh, that Marcia Mol- Martha Patricia Molina, has indicated that now the government is essentially uh, rewriting the text of the Eucharistic prayer, forbidding there to be any um, mention whatsoever of a bishop or the bishop's name. Uh, Otherwise, there will be consequences. I'm looking at a Vatican News um, article from July of 2018 and uh, Vatican News at that time, uh, it was Patricia Inostroza, you may know her. She interviewed uh, Monsignor Aviles, and he said, quote, there's open persecution of the church. 
Ortega has said that the bishops are coup leaders and that anyone who supports the demonstrators are terrorists. So we are all terrorists because we have opened our doors to the people who are running and fleeing, who are wounded. But then he follows up by also stating that the church will always be on the side of the people supporting them helping them we will help every person who approaches our churches and offer them any type of assistance so i can understand david why you say it's surprising that this hasn't happened before because you know that this is a priest who has stuck in the craw of the dictatorship for five years now jan do you have uh mom do you have any any questions for david I think, um, surprisingly, shortly before 8 o'clock this morning, he was kidnapped. Um, and of course, that's part of the new wave of arrests um, by the dictatorship. And I, for me, they, of course, have new powers. And leading into 2024, they seem relentless in eliminating the priests, the bishops um, from the Catholic Church in Nicaragua. Do you expect, David, there to be a lot more kidnappings, um, arrests, etc., in 2024? Well, I, I can only say yes, only because it, it appears that this is, this is the government's uh, modus operandi, which is to um, sow terror in priests. I mean, effectively, if, if enough people and senior people are taken are uh, detained and not just detained uh you know taken away in a you know effectively kidnapped and held incommunicado uh if effectively that's it's it's going to send the message and those that remain will become increasingly well they're already watching their words and they're already they know that they're being spied upon it's it's yep priests know that there there are um there are pol- police and other sorts of agents in in their masses paying attention to them uh so in, in effect it's i i can only expect this would this this would happen more i'm a little uh i think the part that's a little uh that, that i'm still sort of uh wondering though with 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 this regime is that they seem very anxious to exile people uh I have to expect that that would that would continue, but um, with the exception of the bishops, yeah, yeah, that, exactly. Um, so it, 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 I, I'm sort of wondering. Um, well, they do want, but they do want uh, uh, Alvarez, Alvarez out of Bishop Paris. Alvarez, out, outside of the country. That, that's obvious, and they've they've tried, and there they, they, there was a, a Vatican deal, but he he, he won't leave. So. Uh, yeah, there, there's no, we can only expect more repression, but I, I can always remember when people were still, you know, when, when, when even Bishop Alvarez was telling me, you know, he, he was very much, he was convinced that the, uh, that, that exile was probably going to be the fate for, you know, people that were on the side of the, that were on the wrong side of the regime. So, you know, multiple people in the church. Have said that um, have said that to me. So, you know, um, I, I, they know better. They 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 know the situation better than me, and, and I think that's 
I think that's probably what we can expect. I would say, go ahead, go ahead, Mom. No, I think when I was talking about Bishop Moore early tonight, because we've not seen any photos of him or, or anything like that, so we don't know if, if he's alive, if he's okay. And, of course, today was um, Monsignor Avales being kidnapped. And, you know, when, how do we get news from there about their safety and, you know, where they are? How how can we get that, David? Ooh, I mean, that's that's uh, boy, that's a that's that's a that's a that's a uh, a difficult one. I mean, you, you people. I mean, part of the problem with what's happening in Nicaragua is that when people are brought into the, the legal system, I use that word loosely. Loosely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what's what's the right word? Um, they are. You know, let's just let's just look at the example of of. Um, Bishop Alvarez, who who was, you know, just one day after you know being held in house, he was held in uh, house arrest, and then just one day, there's photos of him, and they, they they released some some photos of him um, sitting in court, and it's, it's sort of like, well, you know, nothing really, and, and, and we we knew nothing from the trial. There was no coverage of the trial. The government wasn't publishing anything about the trial. Um, they made a big statement about the conviction. They made they they made sure to be very public about that. Um, but you know that any information comes after long after the fact. So it's um, I I have to admit I, admit I I I don't know entirely how they're doing because it, it does it just feels like there's just these these rumors slip out and they're sometimes not proven correct. So it, it's it, it it's really it's really hard to know. So there's certain media outlets that have have some some sources in, in, in the legal system and in prisons, but um, you know, it, it, the sense the sense that I get in, in talking with people is that even the bishops themselves don't know. And even if they did know, they wouldn't. They're being very cautious with what they with what they say. Correct. This is this is absolutely obvious. Uh, yeah. We close because. Uh, we know that you have a busy schedule. Uh, one thing, one could... thing I just—I would just say that in reading the stories that I've—one thing I would say just in reading the stories that that I, I've written—is um, you can just sort of see um, how, you know, I'll just give you an example of some of the things that this is from April 2022 when uh, the government started uh, implementing some laws to basically strip funds from uh, universities, especially targeting the the UCA, which has of course now been. Right, seized, seized from the Jesuits and re rechristened with the uh, another name. But you know, Monsignor uh, Aviles, you know, more or less, he told me this. He, you know, he called it quote political revenge because all ecclesial institutions are supporting the people in a um um in in the face of the unpopularity of this government. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, he, he he would say he would make these sorts of statements that were quite accurate. But also, you could sort of see how the re how the regime there would be very um, upset with it, uh, upset with him for for, for saying that. So, um, you know, it, it just sort of feels like, um, you know, other than other than Bishop Alvarez, you know, and Bishop Bias, um, you know, I, I think Aviles was perhaps, you know, another one of the of uh, maybe uh, of the voices that were that the government really wanted to silence. I'm thinking maybe. Uh, Father uh, 
uh, Rodolfo French being another, you know, there were some that were just speaking, speaking very candidly and um, they're the ones being persecuted. I can't help but think David that the priests just now in, in, in Nicaragua, they might be thinking, who's going to be next? It's awful. Yeah, uh, without doubt, without doubt. So, has yes. uh, has Father Rodolfo French over in um, Waslala has he has he been picked up? I have no, not heard that news. No, I, no, I, I, I've not heard that either. But okay. I, I've not I've not seen any statements from. from uh, but okay, for our listeners, uh, Father Rodolfo French is a, a native. Uh, an, an indigenous priest, Mosquito, who ministers to the Mosquito in uh, the Rio Coco area in northeastern Nicaragua on the Honduras border, because Honduras is just across the river from his uh, community where he lives, and he has several parishes that he's responsible for. Uh, you'll see First Communions with just dozens and dozens and dozens of children uh, and and he is authorized to uh, confirm children because his communities are so remote. David, thanks so much for joining us. Is there anything else that you want to add about this situation? It's heartbreaking in a lot of ways because um, uh, as a journalist, you know that some people take risks in speaking out and so you know, sometimes I know editors um, uh, maybe talk a little more. It's just more industry so, so, sort of thing. You know, I've, I've worked in Mexico a lot and I know I used to uh, give you an example. I, I used to write a lot for the Guardian newspaper. And I remember there was an editor there that was always getting on my case about not getting um, strong quotes. You know, people saying, you know, lashing out at somebody or speaking hyperbolically. And, you know, one of the things, I and mean, you live in a country where you sort of have an uncertain rule of law, uh, people, people usually know to watch, the, to, to, to uh, choose their words carefully, or, you know, they, they tend to be a little suspicious of, of strangers. Um, and I, it's, I, th- I think a lot of people outside the country don't fully appreciate that in a country like Nicaragua or you, you, lots of other places, so I, it, it, I sort of feel like, um, you know, per, per, you know, as a journalist, I, I, I sort of would like this to be reevaluated. You know, I don't feel the need to, you know, just to, to tart up a story with strong statements. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, by, so there's times where journalists will sort of try to induce these kinds of comments from people. Um, but it, it sort of feels like, uh, you know, with with Monsignor uh, Avilas, he was always happy to talk and he was talking, um, he, he was talking candidly always. And, uh, you know, that, that uh, so I, I do sort of, you know, wonder if maybe I gave him a platform to get into trouble. So, but, um, you know, I'm certainly hoping for the best. Good observation. Thank you. I can I can uh, appreciate what you're saying about the fact that he spoke candidly, because there is plenty of video footage from interviews that he conducted with Nicaraguan media um, in 2018, in 2019, because he was the go-to guy uh, for press statements. 
um, with the lack of a uh, official press officer for the Archdiocese of Managua, so to speak, uh, Monsignor Avales was the person that people would go to for um, an on-the-record statement and very often for a face-to-face interview. Yeah. So we certainly do wish the best for him. Um, Rosary Mum, do you have uh, any final thoughts? No, just the whole world needs to pray and um, pray that the God shows mercy on them and as it takes for the protection. And um, hopefully we can find out some more news about them um, for sure. And keep sharing, keep the story alive, keep sharing the information, because I suspect things are going to get worse before they get better. I suspect things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. Why don't we pray right now, uh, Mom, so that uh, we can call the grace of God down on Nicaragua and on the church there. Would you lead us in the Lord's Prayer? Of course. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Lord Jesus, we turn to you right now and we ask you to bring your peace to the church in Nicaragua. We ask you to bring healing to those in need of healing. We ask you to bring strength to those who need strength, to bring courage and to bring hope. A resurrected church will rise up from the crucified church and we count on that. We count on your promise. So we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your favor to us and we ask you to shower that goodness and favor upon the church in nicaragua in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen thank you david thank you you. thanks so much for joining us okay and we'll continue this conversation as uh surely the persecution in nicaragua will continue Mom, we're going to reach out uh, to Arturo McFields, who joined us on X uh, recently, and uh, we'll see what we can do to get his uh, opinion on the situation right now and his commentary on the most uh, recent developments in Nicaragua. Does that sound like a plan? Perfect. 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 Thank everyone for listening tonight and uh, to our conversation, whatever time it is with you. We've been having a good conversation tonight. So God bless everyone. God bless.